0: from Treasure Valley Reformed Presbyterian Church. To catch earlier broadcasts, just search The Gospel for Life wherever you subscribe. To find out more about this ministry and about our annual conference, go to ReformationBoise.com.
1: Welcome back to The Gospel for Life. Once again, we are just picking away at some different questions on ministry. These today are going to specifically deal with the church, trends in the church, if you Remember last year, our Reformation Conference was on the church, and we thought hard about just life in the church, ministry of the church, trends within the broad church. Um, I'm speaking later this summer on um, at a at a church camp on the topic of the church. So I've been um, just thinking a lot about different components of church life, tendencies of the church. Um, you've heard us say that later on in the fall, we kind of want to circle back to a very disturbing trend within the church which is just the de-churched aspect of of america Mm -hmm. there's a book that's being published this fall that we're waiting for because some of us want to to pick through um, a lot of the research that went into the writing of that book so mark your calendars there's a great series coming in the fall Maybe tongue and cheek a little bit, but it's one that I think we do need to talk about. We need to think about: is why are so many people leaving the church? Which leads to the questions for today. The first is: what trends in the church today have you excited? What do you see in the broad church that you would look at and say that is wonderful news? I love what I'm seeing. I think for
2: me, it, at least, they've heard it as a consistently through visitors is a hunger for gospel-centered Bible preaching. I think mm-hmm. kind of the forgive the popcorny life application stuff that that's that's over for a lot of people. They're looking for someone who's going to open the Bible and exposit the scriptures and get to Jesus with them. So I think that's that's a you know for some for some of us it's like we we've always been there, yeah. uh, but for other Christians they're they're really searching and hungering for that. I would uh,
0: echo the statement that Vinny has shared. I think that uh, for a great many churches out there, it's always been, you know, come believe nothing with us. And then there's people yeah. now that have, you know, they're, they've been inspired to want to know more. And uh, they, you know, you could put a sign up that said solid Bible preaching and somebody would show up because yeah. that's what they're longing for. And they're and not only just uh, the expositional quality of being able to, but having some theological depth to it as well, you know, so that you are tying it into all of Scripture; those are the things that I'm
2: seeing more and more. I think the the, the current events over the last five years too have played into some of that. So if you come or are part of a church that's you know come with us and believe nothing, and then you have to endure suffering, mm-hmm. and you don't have a grounded foundation of faith, you know if it's built on uh, out of toothpicks, suffering in life will cause it to collapse. And yeah. What a, do you, what what
0: song do you sing? Yeah. That, you know from uh, you know the popular tracks on. You know, radio, what song do you sing when you go through difficulty like that? Yep. And that's why some of the, you know, the shelf life of hymnody and so, the Psalms themselves seem to speak
1: so well to everyday life. Yep. We often talk about that we want our worship to be God centered, word saturated, Christ exalting, and spirit empowered. And that used to be kind of a foreign language in the mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it is really as much now. And I th- I think more and more people are saying, my own personal story, my experiences, my whatever, isn't enough for people. They want something big. They want something that has substance. They want they want it to hear of a big God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to hear of, of God's work in this world. And what he has done, what he's doing, and that encourages in, in, me. In
0: some ways, this is a this is a factor of the internet. I mean, we've been uh, we've mm-hmm. been blessed with the you know yeah. the, an internet that will bring some great doctrinal truth uh, to into many people's lives as they're studying at home, as they're having their devotions, as they're having a question. You know, there there's a sense in which the, they're feeding themselves, which is feeding the church, which is uh, making it easier for us, and I mean, even the fact that. Uh, there's usually four of us sitting in here having a discussion. We're coming from different churches. We are finding, I think that this is something that's happening right now, even in the that is a good thing. There's a greater connectiveness, you know, across denominational lines than ever before yeah.
2: because we recognize the same truths. Yeah. If all politics are local, ultimately all churches local and i think that we're beginning to see that and it might be a little bit of the circling of the wagons is we recognize the challenges before us and so it's better to have partners who are located in the city that you're connected to and close to mm-hmm.
1: and i and i think overall people are are recognizing even from a pragmatic sense what are the churches that continue to grow yeah it's those that have a high view of the word of god and have a high view of god and and, mm-hmm. and e- even those that aren't Totally embracing that can see it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I think even from a pragmatic standpoint, there are people that are saying, "I've got to rethink on looking at church life. It's not a social club. It's not mm-hmm. a let's. What do we do to make everybody feel good? It's a what does God's word say? How can I point people to who God is?" And I'm excited to see that in the broad church. So
2: yeah, I think one of the things coming out of the COVID season two is the church's adaptation of technology. And implementation of it that's always been a trend even going back to the roman roads that paul used on missionary journeys right but the church has always co-opted technology from the world to get the gospel out there and so that that's a trend that's got me excited as we're engaging with things like this radio show that becomes a podcast that gets mm-hmm. the gospel out mm-hmm.
1: and I, I am actually very excited about the fact that there are so many good books being written there yeah. are good hymns being written the s- songs of the church there was a time period i am Sorry to all those that are listening that grew up in a certain era, but the praise songs of the late 70s and 80s were, were really quite bad. Theologically, pretty well, well, shallow. Just, yeah,
0: you know, you, know <laughs> you go back to one which just said, let's just praise the Lord. Well, you know, when you say praise the Lord, actually you're saying hallelujah. But if you if you read that in the text of Scripture— it's hallelujah for his wonderful works which are these and we never got to that
1: when we were just mm-hmm. just praising the lord yeah. so i'm excited about the music of the church that's being written yeah not all of it naturally there's you know there's junk in every era and that mm-hmm. goes back for 500 years but there is good church music being written today that has me excited because it's a reflection of a, a solid theology that's behind it um mm-hmm. which is a is a positive thing for the church so on the flip side, what trends in the church today have you concerned? I think we do every year. We've we've every other year we pick up that uh,
0: theological um, Ligonier. Lig- um, Ligonier statement of theology which in state qu- of theology state of state of theology Yes, yes. We're it's, not get just this. A, it's not just a statement it's the state yes. this is what we believe about god this is what we believe about jesus we this is what we believe about that and i think that that declining trend and you see it as a decline where church where universally uh, the church in america knows less and less about god so the, the evangelical church, what, what we would call the evangelical church, the the people who proclaim to know Jesus, they don't seem to have an. They they don't differentiate him as part of the Trinity. They don't they don't understand sin. Their morals are declining. There's you know we talked about this before. Their view of God, the view of Christianity, is moral therapeutic deism. Yeah. But on the flip side, we're seeing. Uh, resurgence in Bible-believing churches, mm-hmm. you know, so that, that it's counteracting that. But this is the trend
1: of a nation. Yeah, I think the the church seems to be a mile wide and an inch deep, mm-hmm. yeah. and has embraced kind of a microwave theology mentality. That if I can just get thirty seconds of of doctrine or theology then i'm good mm-hmm. and, and and what we're seeing in the state of theology that that survey is they're not good mm-hmm. that our theological knowledge as a as a whole across the, the, the board the, the, there's is a denial declining. of
0: confession, confessional Conf- knowledge of, of of the truths that have been delivered to the church yeah. forever
2: yeah um, I think we talked a little bit about in the previous episode, but just one of the discouraging things is sometimes the transient nature of the church where it, the church does become not a covenant community of God's family together, but something that exists to meet my needs. And so if there's a disruption of that, I'll simply move on to the next building or the next congregation that might be, meet my needs. That one, yeah, that one's particularly disturbing or frustrating to me because it, it lacks an identity of of understanding what the church is. And then another one I think, and we may have benefited from, this in this area, but but some of the transient across state lines, where mm-hmm. folks are leaving places that need the gospel, that need mature Christians to to stick it out and to stay and and to make disciples in hard places, but folks kind of retreat to maybe um, a region of the country or a city that more aligns with them politically. That that that's got me a little. Not nervous, but a little yeah. disconcerted about places where that need the gospel in, in hard places. Yeah, you know, where where where
0: churches move in mass, you know, like they you know, you got twenty families moving up to plant a church in yep. in Idaho where yep. they instead of planting it in you know, in the community that they left.
1: Yep. Yep. And I Along not with saying,
0: this, I, I, I'm I'm glad that we have churches coming in. I mean, it's like uh, and you know Phil Moran, uh, who used to sit here at the radio, would say would remind us how many churches are there in the Treasure Valley, and there is one. You know, there is just one church. It's
1: his body. It's a universal church. Yeah. Yeah. I I think along with what Vinny's saying is is there is an individualism that's unhealthy. Yeah. Yes, we are to be independent in a way. But we are part of a body. We are part of a family. And that should always come into, to, into our minds. And, and so there needs to be with it uh, this commitment, this stick-to-itiveness, this, okay, yeah, so things are a little rough right now, but I love these people because they're my brothers and sisters in Christ, and I'm going to walk through them, th- with them, through the difficult times, through the disagreements, through the struggle. And some of that's just been lost. It's become too easy to just shift and say, well, this isn't quite working. I'm going to go over here Mm -hmm. and now I'm going to go over here. And once you begin down that path, what I'm going to tell you is you're going to be on that that trajectory for probably most of the rest of your life. Once you decide I can just leave a church, then it's easier the next time you leave a church, then it's easier the next time you leave Mm -hmm. a church and then you give away so much of the richness of what it means to be a part of God's family and to to grow together and to learn together and to experience both joys and sorrows mm-hmm. disappointments and frustrations and discouragements all together
0: yep. other trends well i think that
1: on both sides of the corporate
0: worship debates you know where you end up having um corporate worship that isn't really corporate worship. It's just really uh, actors on a stage, and you can't even really sing along with them because they're leading worship, but they're not Actually, leading people to worship together, mm, yep. you're just watching them. And I notice that when I go out and visit somewhere where you're dealing with some spot, maybe it's you know, there's some popular uh, singers, you know, and they're singing as a group, they're an ensemble up there, um, but the congregation is relatively silent. And then, the, and then you know, they'll say, Well, let's sing an old hymn, and then the whole congregation joins in. I think. Uh, corporate worship needs to be corporate in that regard, and I, th- you know, there's trends in both directions. Some are positive, and and the negative one is that the fact that people are just being entertained.
1: Well, that's all the time we have for today. We'll see you tomorrow.